1: Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am here with my lovely co-host, Chair. How are you doing today? Very nice. Thank you. Very talkative, as usual. I'm going to fill for time for a little bit. Hopefully that doesn't take too long, and in fact it won't, because there's my real co-host, the lovely Chopper Pete. How are you doing, Chops? I'm good. I pressed
2: the main camera button too early. I wasn't supposed to press it. I was just supposed to get ready. And then I pressed it. So now we're here. Uh, welcome to the Rust. Podcast review of AEW Dynamite. Uh, I'm Chopper Pickled. I'm joined by Tempest. That's me. And this stream is sponsored by Geology. Thank you so much, Geology, for sponsoring this show. Hey, Tempest. Yes. Can you grab that box of geology that's over there? Oh, my God. I absolutely <laughs> can do that. We're so organized, everyone. Geology. You. Geology. It's great. We'll talk about it more later um hold on i need to get stuff uh so send in your ultra chats at russelltalk.com forward slash support because we have a lot to talk about on this show uh we're going to read all the ultra chats that are five us dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air uh so send them in uh but first things first let's talk about all this stuff with cm punk and john moxley because moxley opened up this show which I think was a good call because mm-hmm. that was the the big open-ended question from last week's episode of like what's happening with the Punk Moxley story. Immediately started off with a John Moxley promo, calling out CM Punk, ripping him in Chicago of just being like, he folded, he broke, he's nothing. They're calling him the 60-minute man, started 57 minutes on that. He didn't. It was great. Really good fiery promo from Moxley. Uh, and one where he said, I've got an open contract for a title match at All Out, so I'm just going to leave it here. I've already signed it. I don't care who signs it
1: have at it, see it all out, and then walked off. It's their way to get around all those pesky rankings. <laughs>
2: exactly, yes. Uh,
1: so, can you
2: talk about what you thought about this segment mm-hmm. while I get some other stuff ready that we didn't have ready?
1: I absolutely can. I find it very fascinating, and I think it's just, you know, pro wrestling done right, uh, which we didn't see for so long, in that John Mosley coming out, he's not, like, he is a babyface. Like, he's a mm-hmm. good guy. He is a hero in this company. But just because he is on he comes out of the right tunnel doesn't mean that he's not going to be authentic yes. even when he's going up against another good guy who's then in his hometown. You know, yep. that to me is very special and very important to this character. John Moxley is one of the more authentic wrestlers in the world and I think that really carries through into this promo. I do think the oh, here's an open challenge conveniently for the time where we need a rematch for the pay-per-view. I do think at this point, considering we now have like, oh, a casino ladder match at the pay-per-view for a world title shot. It's like, can we just do like world title shots? Like, can we just do number one contendership matches instead of these rankings now? Mm-hmm. Like, you can keep track of wins and losses for sure. Like, wins and losses should be taken into account when you are booking these matches. Like, the top four contenders could be in that match. Mm-hmm. But for God's sake, like, I do think the rankings have kind of, kind of served their purpose and maybe overstayed their welcome at this point i don't think they matter so much but that doesn't matter in the context of this promo this promo the only thing i had maybe not wrong with it was that i don't think anybody in the crowd knew who a steel was when he came out to pick up the contract not at all yeah you know
2: yeah like i think my issue was that moxley dropped the contract to be like it's an aew world championship yeah. match at all out and nobody came out to get that it. That was
1: my pro. I didn't want it to be like when the 24-7 championship got revealed and like, you know, the geek squad all ran down to the ring and were like super kicking each other until someone could pick it up or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought someone might come out right? and be like, yeah, let me grab
2: that right now. The thing is, AEW set a precedent where people are so keen to interrupt in other people's things we see people interrupt segments all the time right. people are so keen to back up their mates and all that stuff tons of post-match brawls people running out to cause interference like all this stuff all the time in aew so when someone says i have a world title match at a pay-per-view come get it and nobody comes out i'm like surely there'd be someone yeah
1: literally anyone to there's do so this. many people on this roster no yeah. one wants a world title shot and, like i don't the- know that i would have done this because again it's fine you know, maybe maybe it wouldn't make sense in the context of like John Moxley saying that he doesn't care who who does it, but if John Moxley comes out for this segment and has like Wheeler Yuta strolling along behind him or whatever, mm-hmm. he drops that contract, walks out. If Wheeler Yuta just gives it like a little side eye, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. it would be like something like someone on this roster wants this title match other than just like CM Punk and his trainer. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It was it, that to me was a bit of a knock on this this whole night's set up for the main event but i think the context of the promos themselves made it all bearable
2: yeah no i i i, I totally understand it i i, I agree because i think the it it made it okay um i felt like they could have done something where they still end up with a steel getting the the contract but maybe have a bit of a a barrier to get there like you know he he picks up the contract and as he's leaving like a couple people come out and then they're just like, no, 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 he got it. Like, you know, some heels come out to try and like mm. be like, no, I want that contract. And a couple of baby faces back one be like, no, 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 he's already got it. Like, he's taken it. it is what it is. Can I it? Leave him. It, I don't it know, felt, something like that. It
1: felt like a like a segment that could have used a little bit more time in the oven.
2: Yes, exactly. Well, I feel like that's the whole feud. It, yeah. They're, they're speed running the feud, is the thing. And I feel like you need, like, I, I really wish that they could have given the thing a bit of breathing time, which we'll talk about more when we talk about the punk segment in a second it just feels like this was several weeks of character progression that they did in one week. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like if you'd have just stretched out a little bit, then I think it would have worked a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and I think this is kind of where you get into the debate about whether whether or not you like the very brief match that they had last week and the decision to do that match and then the rematch at the pay-per-view or if you would have just had Mm -hmm. like three or four weeks to build to the pay-per-view match. Which of those would have been better? And granted, it would have been a completely different story had you done it that way but it may have felt a little bit more focused in places. Yeah. Now, and again, the story that they're telling is totally fine to me. You know, like the CM Punk Redemption arc here, having just gone through a heartbreaking defeat, needing to prove to himself that he can go and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure they'll have a great match at the Mm pay-per-view. I think that story is totally fine, but I'm interested and we won't know this because it's fantasy booking at this point to figure out what they would have done otherwise. But to try and stack that up against what they could have done and balance out whether these positives outweigh the negatives of doing it this way, I'm not totally sure if that is going to happen. And that is something that I'm going to have to wait for the pay-per-view and see how the pay-per-view match and everything plays out in order to see if it fully justifies that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had a second segment later on which paid off with A Steel picking up the contract where CM Punk came out to the Chicago crowd full on like baby face, down on his luck kind of guy. Came out, He's like, you know I came back because I love you guys you guys love me back, it's great but you know, my foot is actually fine which I was surprised at because I thought that he was being written off as like an injury thing. Mm. He said, no, my foot is actually fine. All the all the scans came back, everything is A-OK. I'm at 100% it's just that it's a new hundred percent, and that's something that I'm not come to terms with yet, and I need to I need to work on that. And you know, I, I, like like I mentioned, the he said, you know, I came out for the fans. I love you guys. You guys love me back. I just don't know if that love is enough anymore. And that's when A Steel came out and was like, no, 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 no. And I'm very glad that he said for the crowd there that, hey, my name is A Steel, and I I trained CM Punk since day one. And it's like okay, I was ready. I was, ready, I was
1: ready to bury this show yeah <laughs> he never introduced himself for the crowd because yes. i knew who it was like i know yes. who A steel is i've seen interviews and everything with them talking about each other before but like i don't know how many people can recognize a guy from uh, like if it's not if it's just a dude in like an aew mm-hmm. golf shirt yeah you know not the most recognizable guy but i love that they did that it, it reassured my uh like fandom yes <laughs> exactly it was, they, they didn't need a video package for this one
2: which sometimes no. they do they just need a, a line which they did um so then he was saying like great having promo it, it was a really good primer from a steel just being like i'm not having this you're not quitting in front of all these people i've seen you go through worse than this you're not gonna you're not gonna do this now and he slaps CM Punk around and he fires him up punk takes off his jacket and he goes You know what? He's right. And grabs a microphone, does a super fired up promo, just being like, you know, the people have been trying to kill me, and Moxie, you ain't that guy. Mm -hmm. Runs into the crowd. We are Chicago. You know, full on, like, huge babyface promo. Signs the contract. So it's going to be Punk versus Moxie at All Out. I thought this was a very good segment, a very effective segment, I thought. But this is a lot of character progression Mm -hmm. that felt jammed into one segment is all. Which, I get it, you don't have much time. And I feel like they have been restricted by how much time they had based on Punk's recovery time from right. his legitimate broken foot. But it's just, it feels like they needed more time for this story to breathe. That's mm-hmm. all. It's not a bad story. It just feels rushed.
1: Yeah, I think that's fine. I think they are just kind of like the victims of circumstance, you know. But it is, it is then still their choice to do it this way, mm-hmm. you know. So it is a balance. You know, I feel like they have been hamstrung by a lot of things. But at the same time, they, these are the choices that they've made. And so, you know, you, you deal with it and and whatnot. I, I've i seen a lot of people really kind of crap on this promo. Mm. And I don't really understand why. Yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of people say, like, compare this to, like, what Cody Rhodes was doing in AEW. And I think the only real connection that I can see between those two things is that is the idea that this character is the villain but doesn't realize it you know, that's the only real comparison that I can see. Otherwise I don't get it. And I think this was a very effective promo. And what I think some people need to realize is that CM Punk is one of the only like real, and it's tough because there aren't that many markets where they do this very often, but he's a legit hometown draw. Yeah, Him wrestling in Chicago is very important, Mm. especially within AEW. He's kind of like the closest thing that we have is like a modern day Jerry Lawler in Memphis, where he is the biggest star in that building, in that city, and you that does matter. Like, that is important. Yeah. And especially when they're bound and determined to have All Out in Chicago every single year. This promo in Chicago to set up a match in Chicago makes all the sense in the world to me. Absolutely,
2: yeah. I think on the surface, I can understand why people like like for me, I felt like the story is rushed and I can see why people thought that, like, maybe this isn't as good as it was. But I think that the actual promo itself that I think people are are crapping on, I I don't see that. I Mm. think this was a very good promo. It's it's perfect for the story they're trying to tell. You might not be a fan of the story they're trying to tell, but it worked for the story they're doing. It, it's not a bad promo, yeah. and it's not a bad story. I'd say
1: another another point on that on that note, because uh, I saw Phil Lindsay tweet about how much he loved this promo mm. and everything. And his response to all of that was basically like, I'm the target demographic for this exact promo because he's from Chicago. Mm. You know? yeah. I, I'm sure he was in the, the audience for this. Yeah, you know. That's who that promo is for. Yeah. Now, granted, you are trying to sell a pay-per-view to, to people not living in Chicago, for mm. sure. But Chicago is part of this storyline. Yeah. The Chi- city of Chicago is a character in this storyline. And this helped establish that connection and really make that... Important and feel feel like it matters. Exactly. So I'm not going to take any points away from that. Absolutely
2: not. And that's something that AEW
1: do really well yeah. is making locations matter and feel like
2: part of the story and their own characters. You know, when when Long Island were mm-hmm. cheering MJF, it's not because he was a babyface. It's because Long Island were heels, right? And, and that was just part of the story. And everyone knows that. You're like, yeah, MJF is going to get cheered in this location, and CM Punk is going to get booed. But that doesn't mean you have to flip their allegiances or anything. Right. It's just the crowd is a character in this story and it matters mm-hmm. you know and they kept referencing this i love the fact that they said i got beaten in cleveland not not i got beaten last week
1: i, I was just gonna bring this up mm-hmm. because i thought it was very funny he said that's not even the first time that's happened to me yeah because that's where he lost his usc fight mm-hmm. yeah stuff it's like that matters fun. it's funny it
2: just matters yeah. i like it um yeah I, I thought this was very very effective and I'm really curious as to what's going to happen in this title match because I feel like we're already going to run over on this show. But whatever, this was the biggest talking point. I don't know what happens at All Out. Mm -hmm. We had another promo from Moxley later in the show where he was like, if that's what you want, all right, then I'm going to kill you. Uh, Great promo. Liked it. Um, I feel like we spoke about this a little bit on the... um, We just recorded our uh, predictions for All Out, which is going to be going up later today after this podcast. And we spoke a little bit on there about I don't know what, how this match should end. Mm-hmm. I personally predicted that CM Punk spoilers that CM Punk will win the title at all out, mm-hmm. but I don't know how he wins the title, and I feel like that matters as to whether this story is effective or what it's trying to do or not. I
0: completely. Because I
2: think if Punk just wins clean, I think some of the story beats to get here were missteps, mm-hmm. and I don't think it served the wider story. If if Punk being squashed was just to handicap him so that he's a bigger underdog going into the match, I don't think it was worth it. And I don't think they did it correctly. But if Punk gets desperate and cheats to win, or Moxley wins and Punk loses it and goes crazy and spirals, then this totally works. And I think that makes the story great. Mm. It all hinges on what they do in this match.
1: It'll yeah. out. And I, I've been saying a lot like this week that The result of this match will determine how I feel about their course of action here. You know, because this was a decision uh, to move the pay-per-view match to TV and then do the rematch. That was a decision that I was like, well, that's questionable. Mm -hmm. You need to justify that decision. And I don't think they have yet, but I think they've taken the steps necessary to justify that decision. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of how it pays off. I don't know how likely this is, but Moxley referred to Punk as the 60-minute man or the so-called so, so self-proclaimed 60-minute man. I wonder if this is gonna be a really long main event. I don't know how that'll do at the end of a 14-match show, Yeah, but I don't know. I think that could play into things, it might not. I think if you have CM Punk, e- even if he just wins clean, but if he wins like a 45-minute match, I think there's still enough storyline integration there that would maybe make that worth it. But again, it all depends on how everything kind of goes. Yeah. It's really hard to try and analyze before it happens. you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the details
2: of the match that are gonna matter the most. Yeah, It's the manner in which Punk wins. What's the finish like? What was Punk wrestling like before we got there? It's yeah. that sort of thing that's gonna determine whether this story works and where they're going afterwards.
1: And yeah. I will say, on that note, not gonna have a better guy to do that with, with than CM Punk. Like absolutely of the people in AEW and especially like since All Out last year, CM Punk has been one of the most thoughtful wrestlers. Like the things that he do, the things that he does in his promos, in his matches, they all have meaning. Yeah. So I mean, you go into a lot of matches and you try and think that like you know the details are gonna matter and what and whatnot, but maybe not so much. You know. This is a match where the details are going to matter, and I think the details will be looked after very well. Yes. So I'm optimistic, but still very curious. Mm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm curious for
2: that match. I think I'm like pumped for a lot of matches, but like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Mm. And this match, while I'm sure it will be fun, I'm more curious about it and be like, "What are they going to do here?"
1: What you got on your mind, TK? Mm. What are you thinking? What you you, you planning there, man?
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs.
2: Let us know what you think by sending in your ultra chats, rustletalk.com forward slash support. Going to go through all the ones that are five US bucks and up. by the time the show goes off the air, let's go through some of them now. Riot DR says, hey yo, in defense of the contract not being attacked, John Moxley has a reputation for trying to kill people. I mean, murder them under the confines of a match. I would, uh, I would take some time to think about it myself. That or everyone was busy warming up. I personally don't buy that.
1: It's like, it's wrestling. I have to believe that everybody is within five feet of gorilla position at all times. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> See yeah. what I mean? Like, yes, you're probably right. I don't like the John Moxley has a reputation thing because mm-hmm. I don't think the entire roster is afraid of John Moxley. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know.
2: Uh, Project Worm said, I'm so disappointed by this story. The story wasn't that Punk wasn't tough or hungry enough to beat Mox, but that he wasn't physically ready. How is he ready now?
1: Well, he explained that uh, he's at a new one hundred percent, and like what that means is like he's as healthy as he's gonna get. He's healthy to the point that he can go mm-hmm. out and wrestle, but he's never going to be an actual one hundred percent, completely healthy wrestler again. Yeah, and I think that's that's the story that they're telling that he is a hampered wrestler that is gonna have to adjust and adapt and everything. Here's an interesting question. The
2: injury that punk got in the match against marks do you think that there's an argument we made that that was a psychological thing in that it was an injury as we know all the scans came back fine and punk was fine in kayfabe of course do you think that that was like punk being like i'm not ready for this match psychologically mentally i'm not there and it was a way for him to
1: just like oh Get out of it in a way i don't think so just because i think that would like undermine the title a little bit if somebody was trying to get out of a title unification no, match n- not consciously
2: that... but maybe subconsciously yeah where he's like i can't do this yeah my, my my brain is telling me i'm not ready for this kind of thing
1: i don't know i i think you would need a very uh very like i don't even know you'd need a lot of storytelling to make mm. that work there's a lot of levels of deep, very deep storytelling that would be needed to make that work. I don't know if they'll ever go that route, because mm. I don't know if they've got the time to yeah, tell that. a story like that. I don't know. But, I mean, it would be interesting. It yeah. absolutely would be interesting. I'm not against it, I don't think. Uh, Nick
2: Corvello said, yay, I finally get to Omega Chat to the full LIW team again. Hope you're both well. LIW for life. In regards to the current Muxley, uh, Moxley Punk story direction, that whole sequence of Punk's promo and Ace Steel seemed so disney find disneyfied and corny seems very contrived i wouldn't call it disneyfied i cannot i understand what people mean but i just it's wrestling yeah like it's wrestling
1: it's, is corny yeah like know? it
2: is and i i i'm not against a coach firing up their tri- trainee yeah that's the word I forgot what it was i was gonna say trainer I was like, that's, yeah the the student uh I'm not against that. In a, in a passionate promo, slapping him around the face, being like, come on, man. What are you doing? Dropped I don't an mind F-bomb it. in there. Yeah, he dropped an F-bomb in there. Nothing Disney about that. I think the only thing that didn't work for me in this is the pacing. Because mm-hmm. if Ace Steel cut that promo on Punk, and Punk was like, I don't know, I'm not ready. And like, walks out. And then the following week, Ace Steel was like, come on, man. Like, he has to do it multiple times to get Punk to that place. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that would work way it's better. It's a very sharp 180 in this yes. segment that Punk does, and I can yep. understand like not being totally on board with that, mm. but yeah, again, it, it, it's wrestling. Yep. Maybe, if Rampage mattered at all, maybe you could do it on Rampage.
2: On Crampage. Thanks, Sat, for that one. Uh, Riot DR said According to the promos This feels very Rocky 3 CM Punk is the aging champ With confidence issues A seal is Apollo Creed Which makes Mox club a lag I think I want a CM Punk Training montage With Eye of the Tiger Playing in, uh, Eye the Tiger Playing just my opinion seen a
1: lot of people Call him Punky Balboa mm, This week Yeah 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 Kinda is TBH Um is Oh that- god That means in the next movie John Moxley's gonna kill A Steel <laughs> Oh, God! I mean, Moxley does murder people
2: in the ring, yeah. so you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, we had another one from Nick Corvello here, not on the subject of uh, Punk and Mox, but we'll read it now. I will say I was impressed with how they handled the women's tag match on Dynamite. was on uh, Was on at the first half hour of the show. All four women got some look strong, and Sheeta wasn't uh, was portrayed as a smart babyface against Baker and got the pinfall. Also, her belts on TV. Indeed. Good. We- yeah, we'll we'll, good we'll, get, we'll get
1: to the the tag match, but I really enjoyed the tag on this show.
2: Yeah. I, I thought it was a great showcase for the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Soto said, I love the promos from last night, but wish there was another week to at least let this let this breathe a bit. I would have loved a video package during Punk's recovery talking about how important it was to get healthy for Chicago and have that play into the story.
1: I agree. Yeah. I mean, again, a lot of this could be solved with just like if there was more time. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Which
2: they clearly don't have.
1: Yeah. Like, unfortunately, they have been stuck with the amount of time that they have yeah
2: you know but i think if you don't have the time to tell this story properly don't do this
1: story Mm -hmm. you know that's a fair
2: criticism yeah uh shelby fielding said hi guys the story works for me because it seems to be a long journey toward punk remembering who he is as a wrestler part of that requires extreme failure mjf reminded him where he uh where he came from moxie will remind him what he can become deep Deep. deep i like it yeah um Thank you very much for all your ultra chats. Keep sending those in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Going to go through all of the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air later on. But before we get into the rest of the review of Dynamite, we have to say thank you to this video sponsor, Geology. That is G-E-O-L-G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E. I got it right, you see. Um, they are really great men's skincare um, products that they make. Tell you what, if you show them off, I'll read out I'll read, I'll read. out some stuff about it. Go for it. Because you get all sorts of face creams and stuff, and it comes in these nice bottles. You get the, the orange ones, you get for the daytime stuff, and you have this one for the nighttime stuff. And it gives you a regimen that you, uh, you uh, can follow. For us in particular, a lot of us use it in the office. Geology have been amazing for us. And especially because we're looking at screens a lot. We are content creators after all. It's what we do. We look at screens a lot. Uh, It can really affect your eyes, especially like dark circles under your eyes. Hey, your boy gets them all the time. Uh, So stuff like this eye cream that they have is really helpful for that. And it can help uh, on top of all just your everyday life stresses and everything that of course we live in a very digital age these days and looking at screens all the time this sort of stuff can really help uh with those kind of dark circles under your eyes and can make you feel a little bit better about yourself um can also help with like puffiness and wrinkles and things like that as well um it is it is really good would highly recommend um the really good thing about these as well if you just get one off (laughs) if you take the the top off this Mm -hmm. it has the pump for it and it's literally if you pump once it is the exact amount that you need for a normal usage of it. That's lovely. It's incredibly helpful, uh, so you don't have to worry about, am I, put, am I doing too much? Am I doing t- how much am I supposed to? Because it just does it for you. It's perfect. Geology is fantastic. Um, and if you click the link in the description, uh, you can get 50% off your 30 day trial uh and also if you uh join the uh you can join the geology galaxy community that's their discord page to get even more daily tips giveaways all that stuff at discord.gg geology which is g-e-o-l-o-g-i-e uh so you can click that link is also in the description and also you get a, a, a quiz to make this regimen that you get all these creams and stuff they get tailored to you and your skin it is like A really quick skincare quiz and then the regimen gets tailored to you They send it out to you and you can get 50% off your 30-day trial by clicking the link in the description. Thank you so much to Geology for sponsoring this video. We really like Geology and we're really happy that they're still sponsoring us and we think they will help you too. So click that link in the description. That is G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E. Get your 50% off your 30-day trial. Thank you, Geology. Uh, let's get into uh, the rest of uh, AEW Dynamite. It uh, kicked off with the Moxie promo, like we mentioned, and then we had Chris Jericho in a backstage segment uh, saying that he was going to beat Brian Danielson at all out. Daniel, uh, Daniel Garcia comes in and re-pledges his allegiance to Chris Jericho, be like, you know what, you are right, Sports Entertainment's great, I'm on board with you. Let's go, me and you, we're great. And Jericho was like, hey man, I appreciate that, we're great, we're going to go teach Brian Danielson a lesson. We then had Brian Danielson versus Jake Hager. Which I thought was a perfectly serviceable match. Yeah, I thought it was totally fine. It was, it was a fine enough match. Brian Danielson is great. Jake Hager is Jake Hager.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The crowd popped for Dan- Danielson's moves.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, they put him through a table. They popped. Yeah. that was cool. You know,
2: yes, John. I think out of that.
1: Yeah, they looked pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it was it was as solid a match as I think I've seen Jake Hager have in AEW. Yeah, sounds about right. You know um Danielson got the win of course Mm -hmm. thought it was a very
2: good finish liked it a lot um the blackpool combat club even the odds in a post-match beatdown uh so then it was just danielson and hager left but then jericho who was on commentary came down with the chair was going to use the chair on danielson but daniel garcia came out and grabbed the chair from jericho stopping him from using the chair And jericho was like what are you doing daniel I can't believe you turned around and then got kneed by Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan? Brian Danielson. My God, why did I do that? I'm not the one that does that. That's you, you that does that.
1: It's true. It's because you just said Daniel. It's yeah, fine. probably. I really like... I'm going to give credit to Jim Ross in this segment. I really like the line that he had right at the end there mm. where Bryan hits the knee and he just says, Jericho just put himself in a position on a night where he had to take absolutely zero bumps, zero offense from anybody put himself in a position to now be at a disadvantage before the pay-per-view. Mm. I was like, what a brilliant way of putting that. Yeah. You know? That's a great call. It's like, you, people get hit with finishers on, like, every show and whatnot, and you don't really think mm-hmm. anything of it. Yeah. But just being able to be like, yeah, that's a mistake on his part that now takes him and sets him back ahead of this big match. Mm-hmm. It just makes it feel real. And I like it. I really like that a heel made a choice to
2: try and get an unfair advantage in the match ahead of their pay-per-view match, and it cost him, yeah. and then JR called them out. Just be like, no, that was a bad call by mm-hmm. that person, and here's why. Like it. Like that a lot. I missed that completely. That's a mm-hmm. great call from JR. Big fan. Uh, after that, the wingmen were in the ring. Yep. Asking for more screen time.
1: I've heard this goddamn promo. Mm. WAY too many times! Yeah, This was the exact same promo that Ethan Page cut on Rampage, like, three weeks ago. Yeah. Except they weren't screaming when they did it. Hey, do you know what the solution to that one was?
2: Stokely Hathaway came out and gave him a business card. So do you know what happened here? W. Morrissey came out, beat up all of the wingmen, and then Stokely Hathaway came out and gave him a business card. Mm-hmm. On the ramp, Tony Schiavone tried to ask Stokely Hathaway, Hey, what's going on with all these business cards? And Stokely Hathaway got really mad at him was like, it's none of your business. I said it's none of your business! And I was like, okay. All right, dude. The thing is, I also would like to know what is going on with this. Yeah. Because it is a weird group of people. Sure is a bit of
1: a hodgepodge,
2: yeah, isn't it? that Stokely Hathaway's now given his business card to. Because it's Jade Cargill and the baddies, who he was already, like, managing, mm-hmm. sort of. Then there was... Lee Moriarty, mm-hmm. there was Ethan Page, mm-hmm. The Ass Boys, mm-hmm. W. Morrissey. Yep. Anyone else I'm missing? I don't I think that's it. Nah. I don't know, man. That sure yeah. is a group of
1: people. It sure is. Yeah. Um, I was really excited to see Stokely Hathaway cut promos behind, yeah. like, Jay Cargill and everything. Yeah, it's such a good pairing. And he's done, like, one. Yeah. I don't understand what I'm missing here, (laughs) Mm. you know? Like, why is this man not cutting promos during people's entrances and talking about how great they are and stuff? Like, That's his strong suit. He's just been handing out business cards for weeks. Mm. I don't know. I'm hoping that it'll lead to something, but it involves the ass boys, so I don't care.
2: (laughs) Well, the thing is, (laughs) after AEW pay-per-views, it's normally the start of a new cycle. It's when, like, you know, post- pay when like the pinnacle was formed and all the factions sure. change up and stuff. So I'm expecting slash hoping that something happens after All Out with all of this stuff. Yeah. I just hope it's worth it because this has been a long time coming and I need them to do something cool with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. William Morrissey. Yeah.
2: It's
1: an interesting choice. Big ass is here. Oh boy. You fit right in with those ass boys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, we'll I'll see. give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's like, see how I, it works. I know he's improved, but he's also in really good shape.
2: Yeah. Goddamn, he's he's jacked. Uh, United Empire. We're backstage. Don Callis came in and said, "Hey, Will Ospreay, you're great."
1: And then he and then he left. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Will Ospreay wearing a Hanakamura shirt. Mm, that's cool. I just want to say that nice.
2: Uh, we then had tag team match of Tony Storm and Akari Shida versus Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. This was a fun match. This was all four competitors from the interim AEW World Championship match at All Out. Um, and they got a chance to just do some good wrestling. And yep. wouldn't you know it, it's some good wrestling.
1: i seen a lot of people Crazy. say that since returning to the road and everything, uh, since Kenny Omega returned to the road, a lot of the women's matches have been like, not necessarily booked better but maybe produced better Mm -hmm. like the matches just are better i guess i don't know it's a weird it's a weird thing to try and explain but like this was really fun and i wish that they would do more things like this yeah you know more often and i guess they kind of have and did for a while like when they were setting up mercedes martinez and serena deeb and stuff Mm -hmm. but i don't know this this just hit hit the hit the mark of what i want in a match like this yep. especially to set up this match where we don't really know who's gonna win mm-hmm. we've got a guess yep. but to give hikaru shida a big win here i think that was a very good decision that was a like very that. good decision and she won clean she pinned Britt
2: baker of mm-hmm. all people didn't pin hater which mm-hmm. was really good and they just worked really well as a tag team storm and shida were just like cool good mm-hmm. sportsmanship and then they just you know shook hands off and was like cool good match we mm-hmm. won
1: great yeah perfect Works for me. Yep. I like that they pointed out that this was the first time that Sheeta and Baker had been in the ring together since Double or Nothing last year. Yeah. But it's just like right. it's interesting. It's good things to like point out and make mm-hmm. make feel special. Absolutely. Uh and yeah, I'm I'm now more excited for the four-way than I was
2: before. Yeah. It's exactly what a you success. want. A success. Yeah, exactly what you want out of a match like this. Uh Kip Sabian did a promo explaining the cardboard box. Except that I still don't get the cardboard box. What I'm sure the chat will probably yell at me. But what is it? What what's the what's the what's the point?
1: It's the stupidest of it. thing that I've seen. Like he stood there for like a goddamn year yeah. doing a slow clap.
2: Yeah. But like why though?
1: <laughs> yeah. You
2: know? I just I don't I don't get it. Like I I, I would love I'm not against this segment existing. I'm not against him trying to explain what the past year has been about. I think it's incredibly necessary to mm-hmm. do that, to explain what is happening. But when your explanation is, <laughs> I tricked him, didn't I?
1: That's not an explanation. Why are you under a cardboard box? Yeah. What are you talking about, Kip? Why was there a man being held against his will as a prisoner under the I cardboard don't, box? I don't, I don't know. I'll be honest. I've always thought Kip Sabian's like the most generic wrestler I've ever seen. Really like he is the creator wrestler template one <laughs> and he's perfectly talented and yeah. i'm sure this will be a solid match but like i don't get it i don't understand yeah. why this build happened for like a year yeah i'm i'm baffled I'm absolutely baffled by all of this. Like, I, I, fine. I guess they just looked and found the nearest Englishman that they're just like, oh, All-Atlantic Championship. That'll work. Yeah. There's so many people I'd rather see Pack wrestle. Yeah.
2: But, like, the thing is as well, like, in Kip's thing, he's like, you know, I've, I've waited a year to attack Pack, and I can get this belt. And it's like, the belt's existed for, like, a month.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Two months, even. Like, just. I don't want to be uh. unfair to the guy, but I, I, I don't get it. No, I didn't get. I don't. Get, I, don't I didn't all. get this. I haven't gotten the box thing every nope. time I saw him. I just never wanted to bring it up because yeah. we only have so much time on these podcasts, and I don't mm. want to spend it talking about why Kip Sabian is wearing a box on his head. <laughs> Christ, <laughs> don't <Almighty>. understand.
2: <laughs> Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting say they're going to beat the House of Black on Sunday. Darby Allen said an interesting line here that Malachi needs Brody King and Buddy Matthews, but they don't need him. Mm-hmm. You know. He was nowhere around when Brody King choked out Darby Allen in the battle royal. He was nowhere around when Brody was annihilating him as part of these matches. But as soon as they're together again, they're gonna start losing. And the sooner that they realize that, the sooner that the House of Black is gonna crumble. I was like, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think I would have uh I may have liked this a little bit more if we had seen like a lot of House of Black interference in like Malachi Black matches, but we haven't seen any of those. No. I don't remember the last time Malachi Black had a singles match, (laughs) honestly, you know, but yeah, I think it's interesting. I don't know if, uh, if the House of Black may or may not be long for the world in that case, but I would be very sad if they broke up. Like, Mm, yeah, this is one of the coolest presentations of any faction. I think right now is not the time to be breaking up factions with these trios titles being introduced Mm -hmm. and you're going to need challengers and new champions and everything. I think talking about
2: we got W. Morrissey in the ass, boys.
1: It's mm-hmm. a good trio right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> should be a really fun match. I'm really looking forward yes. to this on the pay-per-view. It yeah. might be... Nah, it's not my most anticipated match, but it's up there. Yeah, should be a bunch of fun. Yeah.
2: Uh, I also saw someone in the chat, sorry I didn't get a glance your name, uh, that said that maybe Kip Sabian was thinking so far outside the box, he's now back inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's stupid. I like it. Uh, We then had the punk promo that we mentioned before. We had a sit-down interview with Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, and I really like this. I
1: always love these segments. These segments are always good.
2: Yeah, and this, to me... (laughs) We'll get to the line (laughs) later. But this, to me, was a great furthering of both of their characters because it was a no-violence thing, Mm -hmm. and it was just Christian Cage being like... You know, I've I've taken care of you since you've been in AEW and all that stuff, and then it's like you know I've kind of been your father figure, and and Jungle Boy's like, don't you talk about my dad, kind of thing. Like, like oh, I was, was
1: take your re- father out of the equation. <laughs> Bam, <laughs> not <enough> a <found> factor. <laughs> <laughs> I need to beat you, Christian. I need it more than you can ever imagine. <laughs> Someone cut Christian Cage and Jungle Boy's match together with my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like the oh, segment. That'd be great. Um, there was
2: one line here where Jungle Boy, very intense in his promo, really liked his promo here, saying that, uh, you know, Christian Cage has been great to him in AEW, and he he loved him. But his dad taught him how to be... A fighter. Was it how to be a fighter or how to be a man? How to be a, man? how to be a man. So you're not fighting Jungle Boy at All Out. You're fighting Jack Perry. No. And what me and Tempest really wanted him <laughs> to say was you're not fighting Jungle Boy. You're fighting Jungle Man. Because that would have been
1: very stupid. It would have been so dumb. It
2: would have been really stupid. It... And it would have been worse than what he said. Yeah. But in the moment we'd have gone like <laughs> But I would have laughed. It would have been great. But they actually did the right thing. Yeah, it, but you know what? They the right fine. thing. Yeah, I wanted, it would have been funny. I if they wanted it one.
1: ironically. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. It would have popped me. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> FDR and Wardlow squashed three people. was Young was one of them.
2: Yeah, I did not get any
1: of the names though. Yeah, they didn't put up like name cards. I one <sighs> one of the guys' name was Ren. Sure, Kylo yeah. Ren. He was. He may be a knight of Ren. Hmm. You never know. <laughs> Read the accompanying comic <laughs> to learn more <laughs> about <Ushara. laughs> uh
2: Moxley then came out, cut another solid hype promo, saying he's going to kill CM Punk. Great. Andrade still doesn't understand how friendships work because mm-hmm. backstage he tried to buy 10. Because mm-hmm. 10 is injured, won't be competing because his knees bust this, so he can't be competing in the trios tournament. So then he tried to give eviluno some money because was like hey i'm gonna be in the trio's tournament so then he got given some money to like buy the services of 10 but then eviluno was like mm, no and gave the money back and he's like oh okay grab the crutch and poof, and just cracked him with it which then wiped eviluno out of the tournament mm-hmm. oh no who pa- who could john silver and alex reynolds team with Colt they've got Cabana. they've got nobody left oh. in the dark order
1: alan no hmm
2: who? Who could? Have... There's no one. No one. Oh wait, no. Hangman's there. Yeah. And Hangman just said, "Oh, hey, if you want a partner, I'm like here, by the way." And they were like, "Yeah, cool. Sounds great. Sweet." You know, I thought it would have been maybe like Hangman be them going to Hangman be like, "We really need a partner," and he's like, "I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't want to do this." But I mean, if you absolutely don't have anyone, then sure, I guess. But no, Ooh. this was very much Hangman be like, "I'd like in," <laughs> and then they said, "Okay."
1: Yeah. All but right. He said, if you guys need a partner, you've always had one. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it makes it's sense. Nice. It's just that, you know, when he rejected
2: the Young Bucks, he was like, I'm definitely not taking part in this trio yeah. tournament. And then here he was like, but I am now.
1: It's like, Which all right.
2: I guess is part of the, I guess that's part of it. You know, Young Bucks would be like, you said you weren't going to be in this tournament. Now you're against us. You know? Like, well, there's the no time to cut that
1: promo, unfortunately.
2: Because it's all out on Sunday. It sure is. And... We're assuming, I haven't seen Rampage spoilers, I'm assuming that Best Friends and Orange Cassidy didn't win. I'm assuming it's not a as one. you think. <laughs> Can you imagine, though? Best Friends and Orange Cassidy just won. Yeah. Elite versus What a swerve. Orange Cassidy. Oh, so much heat on that match.
1: Transitional change.
2: Well, best friends in Orange Cassidy. They yeah. beat the elite. Yeah, transitional oh. champions.
1: Because uh, according to some fans, that's what you need mm-hmm. in these titles. Yeah. yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we then had in a preview to the Casino Ladder match,
2: we had Dante Martin versus Roosh versus Ray Phoenix versus Wheeler Utah The other, the complete lineup for this Casino Ladder match is a hell of a lineup. Because you have Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Utah Dante Martin, Roosh... Andrade El Idolo, Ray Phoenix, Penta, and the Joker. <laughs> the Joker. Wait, was, was that your Joker laugh?
1: Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'll do a better one if you want me to, but not right now. No. This is when a very intriguing. Yes. A very intriguing ladder match. I really enjoyed mm. this four-way. We haven't seen a, a whole lot of these type of matches. On dynamite, like the last little while, by little while, I mean a couple years. (laughs) Because when it started, you would just get like triple threat matches and stuff on TV Mm -hmm. and like four ways with the women. Like Hikaru Mm. Shida had like a bunch of four ways her first like year in AEW, you know what I mean? And then we got away from that, and I don't really know why. I guess it's just easier to tell like stories one on one and 2v2, Mm. and that's fine. But on TV, when you need to get as many people on TV as possible, I think a match like this shows why this is a good format. This was really good, because this was exciting.
2: This was fast-paced, and it was a great... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a great glimpse into what mm-hmm. the ladder match will like. It was be a like preview. For, yeah, it was a preview. And it was for people that maybe aren't as familiar with the lineup of this match. Gave them a great showcase. To be like, oh, I should watch this match, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was this was really, really cool. I also... Love the finish of this match. Oh yeah. Because oh my god, Wheeler Utah just keeps getting better. Yeah every friggin' week. I love that man. And uh also I really like that Roosh was getting over in this match. Anytime he did some offense, the crowd were like popping more for mm. Roosh, and I'm like, good. Roosh is really good. Yeah. I'm glad that he's getting over, it's great. Um But uh Dante Martin got rolled up by Wheeler User here, but it wasn't just a roll up, it was a hell no, of a no, roll up it was a really cool roll-up because Wheeler Utah like went over the top robes, like d- double underhook, like chicken wing type did arms mm. and then got one leg over his shoulder and i was like how the hell are you doing all of this it was like a really interesting creative roll-up that i've not seen before and it was like really really cool
1: it was a proper roll-up where i was like i don't know how you kick out of that yeah how do
2: you kick out of that it was really cool
1: yeah really. i really, really cool. like this this was the appetizer match as mm. i like to call it where yeah. it gives you a little bit of a taste what to expect but they didn't do everything that they have planned, mm-hmm. obviously. There were no ladders involved, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, There's a lot more to come, and this was just the appetizer. Yeah. And uh,
2: also, just a little furthering of the character, Wheeler Yuta won by being a better wrestler.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what Blackpool Combat Club do. I have needed Wheeler Yuta to just like, win some matches on TV recently. Mm. I was very happy with this result. Very happy with this. This was great. Uh, we then had the main event which was
2: only the united empire versus the elite yeah you know, there's no big whatever osprey and omega i was so happy when this was set up at the end of dynamite last week yeah because i was like because i forgot united empire won and i forgot what match that had then set up in the tournament right and then i was like just kind of had this epiphany i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> it's gonna be the elite versus the united Empire. and then kenny omega came out and i was like mm. oh my god it's gonna be this next week gang and it was really good. Shocker! Oh, this was so much fun because immediately, just from like the entrances kenny omega's introduction was just taking shots at osprey the entire time yeah just like the intensity and you know how like for for stuff like this when you have two people in a tag match that people really want to see face off a lot of times they'll keep them separate yeah and they build up to like a big tag where both of them tag in and then they slowly get in the ring and the crowd goes nuts when they do that this match started with osprey versus omega was like no we want to fight and i'm going to kill you Mm -hmm. and they just went in super intense like lots of just like just straight up punching each other a lot and i was like this tells the intense blood feud between them so perfectly, and then it just built from there. Oh, this was this was a wonderful match. Yeah. I enjoyed
1: everything about this. I am so glad that Kenny Omega is back. Yeah. Like Miss that dude. Yeah. Their their roster has been like for the last year, I think the AEW roster is like the best roster in wrestling, probably, since yeah. the additions of Punk and mm-hmm. Adam Cole and Brian Danielson and everybody else. Swerve, Keith Lee, mm-hmm. Athena. Tony Storm, it's been a very good roster. But when you take like one of the two or three best wrestlers in the entire roster, and basically have them off TV for like nine months, all of a sudden that roster does take a massive hit. And yeah, it's only one guy and you can't add more people to that roster. But you add like an A plus main event talent back to the roster and instantly you see the results. Mm -hmm. Instantly you get matches like this on TV. And just, like, holy smokes, what a match.
2: I just, it was little bits for me. Little bits. Because I got, I got a kick out of Kenny in his in his return match. And I enjoyed watching him wrestle. Yeah. In this one, I felt like there was just, like, a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know? It's a little bit more of the best bout machine Kenny that was coming back. Just, like, slight bits of, like, explosiveness that he, mm-hmm. just, that he just comes out of nowhere. Classic, like, Kenny stuff. And you just see it come out of nowhere, you're like, Kenny's back. Kenny's coming back. And he's not quite 100% yet because he's telling that story that he's not there yet. I love the progression of his stuff. He wasn't wearing like a shoulder brace in this one. Still had the compression shirt on, Mm. but wasn't wearing a shoulder brace this time, which is like, he's healing. He's getting there. He's getting better. As part of this match, Will Ospreay tore off that compression shirt and he has bandages on his shoulder, bandages around his abdomen. And he's got like the suction cup, like marks on his shoulders, clearly going through rehab and all that stuff. And I'm like, perfect storytelling. I love it. You're seeing more and more of the layers of Kenny being taken away to see the true Kenny underneath. He's he's been he's cocooned and now he's blossoming into a beautiful butterfly. I this is amazing.
1: I love all of this. Very simple storytelling. Very
2: simple. Again, Suspective. it doesn't need
1: to be complicated. And this is a feud that could be very complicated mm. because, like, the actual storyline between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay is rather complicated Mm. you know for like a casual fan that isn't reading up on the history of new japan and stuff yeah you know this whole thing is based on one conversation that they had three and a half years ago (laughs) that didn't happen on a wrestling show you know what i mean this is this whole storyline is just based off of a story that they've told about a, a conversation they had backstage at wrestle kingdom 13 yeah that's it yeah that's very impressive when you look at like what they've been able to do thus far Mm -hmm. i think the simple storytelling is a really good way for like the matches to get over yes because you can't get over a storyline like that in a match without everybody knowing the intricacies of it Mm -hmm. you can get this storyline over Mm -hmm. just kenny omega needing to climb back to where he was and showing what physical state he's been in Mm -hmm. it's a very easy storyline to tell in wrestling and I think, I mean, obviously these guys are like some of the best wrestlers in the world, so they should have no trouble telling it as we saw in this Absolutely, match. Absolutely, yeah. But I'm interested to see when we get this again. Yeah. I would love to see Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay in the Tokyo Dome. 100%. That was my prediction
2: in the re- in the edited review on the WrestleTalk News today. Yeah. It was, yeah, I think a Wrestle Kingdom has got to be, right?
1: I, I would think so. Like, never know. But if we yeah. can get a cheering crowd and travel very easily... I think that's the match. Mm-hmm. I don't know, get me to watch Russell Kingdom live. God, that would be a banger. Which night? <laughs> it's only one. Is there only one? Yeah, they're back to doing <gasps> one night Wrestle Kingdoms. I'm oh, very excited about it. I thought they were
2: it. sticking with three.
1: No, no, no. No, we're back to one night. Oh, that makes me more excited. Mm. Oh, it's one good. One massive mega card instead no. of... Instead less, of sp- on that, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Wrestle Kingdom, Well, Go watch Wrestle Kingdom 13. That's a mega card right there. It yeah. flies by sure it does
2: uh really cool finishing this one after i thought the match was over like several times yeah they then kept kicking out and doing near falls and stuff and then it got to where uh they hit the indie taker on osprey to wipe him out of the match v trigger into a one wing nail and on cut car- onto carl fletcher kenny gets the win osprey is seething on the ramp just sitting there daggers at kenny omega in the ring kind of like you know how John Cena was sitting there at Mania uh, Mania 28, yep. sitting on the ramp, just like, I can't believe I've lost. Osprey was that, but angry rather than sad, mm-hmm. and just staring daggers at Kenny. And that's what makes me think, like, this isn't over. No, well, There's they, they
1: beat coming. them up after, the, after exactly. the show went off the air. Yeah. And Will has since tweeted, like, all right, we're even. Just keep your mouth shut and we won't have a problem. Mm-hmm. So this scab can very easily be pulled off and yeah. just go again.
2: Yep, 100%. I would love to see more of Ospreay in AEW because I think his his presence has really elevated the show.
1: I think his style works very well for
2: TV wrestling. Yeah, 100%. which is
1: why it's been so baffling to me why they couldn't figure out Ricochet in WWE until now. Yeah, you know, until There's, now, sort of. Yeah, you who is in charge? Obviously, not yeah. not to make this a WWE thing, but like the high flying style done well is so exciting, like yeah. all the time. And you can then incorporate that style into more storyline-driven matches. And it just really works for me on TV. I really think that his presence adds a lot.
2: Yeah,
1: 100%.
2: I thought this was an amazing main event. Really great match um, to cap off a very good show. Yep. I thought that a lot of this built all out effectively. made me more excited for the show. Or at the very least, more curious for the show in the case of some segments. I don't think there was anything actively bad on this show. Mm Mm-hmm. But stuff ranged from fine to really good, if not mm-hmm. great. Uh, so for me, this is a four out of five show.
1: I agree. A I think solid a four, four out of five show. And I, I agree with your analysis there. I don't think there was anything that was like bad on the show. There's just a number of things in AEW right now that I'm very apathetic about. And some of them still keep getting TV time that I'd like to see go elsewhere. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, again, I'm hoping that post- all out we'll see kind of changes in directions at times and Mm. and whatnot but for a show here they did a really good job building up all out and i think the segments and everything that didn't focus on all out i could have just kind of done without
2: yeah yep i agree wholeheartedly um Before we get into the rest of your ultra chats here just want to say thank you one more time to geology for sponsoring this stream Go click that link at the top of the description to get 50% off your 30-day trial Go take your free skincare quiz and they give you a regimen go do the thing use the creams. It's really helpful G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E And also join their geology galaxy discord Discord. discord.gg slash geology again that is G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E much appreciated. Let's get into uh, the rest of your Omega chats. I've I've been calling them Ultra chats, but they are in fact you fool Omega chats because of the 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 fact that it's on an AEW stream. Which, to be honest, also this is our last. Dynamite review that we're doing because of the Quizamania stipulation. It was that me and Tempest would review AEW Dynamite up until All Out. All Out is this weekend. We'll be doing live reactions in the culmination of that stipulation. We'll be doing the live reactions for All Out. But then as of next week, we'll be going back to Ollie and Luke doing the Dynamite reviews. So for the final time, let's get into your Omega Chats. I believe this is the first time I've called them Omega Chats in the entire month that we've been reviewing Dynamite. Me too. Not the point. Uh... <laughs> We have got one here from Frankenfoot that says, "Uh, pretty disappointed with the build to All Out. Even told my buddy how good AEW was last year, and he should watch again. He's had his arms crossed last few weeks over the whole thing. TNT title defense, FTR bucks, women's women division mess. It all feels mid and sad.
1: Uh, There's a lot of there's a lot in there. I think they have thoroughly dumped a big old pot of cold water on Wardlow. Oh, sure have. I don't I don't get anything that they've done with Wardlow, really, since he won the title. It's Wardlow's world. Is it, though? Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I would have liked to have seen FTR in the box, but I also get why you kind of need to do this match now. You know, like, Trio's match and whatnot. I... I think FTR is going to be fine facing the Motor City Machine Guns, but they do Job need fine. to get that rubber match in at some point. I'd like to see it on pay-per-view. I'd like to see it with like a two out of three fall tip or something mm, like that. that great. I'd like to see it for like all the belts. I don't yeah. know. Something like that. Like make it feel like the biggest tag match of all time. Absolutely. You know, I think there's still time to get there. You have an argument that it could be. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, But in general, yeah, I think this summer's been a little bit uh, topsy-turvy for AEW. For sure. Uh, Anton Castellia said, uh, I'm a new fan of
2: wrestling, but it feels like many pay-per-views this year have had lackluster builds, only for the actual pay-per-view to be spectacular. Forbidden Door, WrestleMania 38, Double or Nothing, SummerSlam, for example. Still have faith All Out will follow the same pattern. I'm pretty confident that All Out is still going to be a great show.
1: I would... I Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, these are... This generation's like PWG cards where you just put Mm. all the big matches on the show and then they're all great. You know, I think it's a winning formula, but uh, yeah, I really miss the times when all the builds to the AEW pay-per-views were also fantastic, Mm. you know, and there's still good moments in these for sure, but it doesn't feel as cohesive as it used to. Yeah. Uh, Omar Hosue
2: said uh, I know this is wishful thinking but an angle I'd love uh, would be if MJF comes back wins the casino ladder match and later in the night for Punk to turn a heel tweener MJF versus fully heel Punk would be amazing and there's a lot of new meat on the promo bones
1: there is surely a lot on the bones for any sort of CM Punk MJF promos sure are you know? there's, there's so many different directions that they could go with reigniting mm-hmm. this feud yeah I think it's going to be really interesting which of these matches goes first. I have to imagine that Moxley and Punk is the main event. You know, you assume so. You would think. Yeah. Maybe they go on first. They could go on first. They go on first, but the trios match on main event, Crown New yeah. Champions. Yeah. I think I think it. it's possible. Yeah. And I think that opens up a lot more intrigue into like the latter match because mm. if you have MJF come out in the middle of the show, win that, I think you probably pretty much know that Punk's going to win. I don't yeah. know. Is that? I don't know. I think Who it's knows? just, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Riot DR said, I suggest a match
2: between Dante Marti and Ray Phoenix, where the loser is forced to acknowledge gravity. <laughs> Seriously, what is this? Moon physics? Roosh is so talented and so mean. I dig it. Utah is forming into a marvelous teacher. Love the seatbelt roll up. It's a good name for it. It's a very good name for it.
1: Yeah, I, I really like that four-way match. Mm, it's really, really good. I want more Dante Morton on TV. Mm.
2: Garrett Albright said, uh, "How would you have felt if a fan attacked Punk when he was in the crowd? He then signed the contract and revealed himself to be MJF. I just feel Mox versus Punk two at All Out is too soon, and Mox needed a different opponent. Jam that jam."
1: I'm confused.
2: If, if a fan attacked Punk, when Punk went into the crowd, a fan attacked Punk, oh, but it was I actually see. MJF, and then I MJF see. signed the contract instead.
1: I don't know why I read that as MJF versus Punk 2 at all out. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yes. Our, our big criticism of this whole MJF or our Moxley Punk thing is that it's felt rushed. Yes. That is the big complaint that people have with this storyline. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know. As far as an idea of like bringing MJF back, it, it's you know solid enough it's fine yeah. I don't know. I, I think it conflicts a bit with the story that we've been telling. I don't know. I don't know the, if there is a right answer for what we could have done at, uh, at yeah. all out given the circumstances.
2: Yeah. Uh, Kevin said uh, I wasn't on board as well with an all-out rematch after last week, but the way that uh, but the way they worked to get there was fine and since I like both Punk and Mox, I'm fine with the rematch. That's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I initially thought, like, this is a bad idea. Don't do it. I'm okay with this currently, but it depends on how All Out plays out,
1: I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. I agree. I that That's entirely my thoughts on the matter at this point.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: Kevin again says, uh, with All Out,
2: Worlds Collide, and Clash at the Castle, this might be the best wrestling weekend of the year. Can't wait for Ricochet versus Mellow. Should be a banger. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, we haven't even talked about, like, Worlds Collide and everything, and I'm really sad that that show is just taking place in the dinky little performance center, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I want to see Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes like tear it up on a big stage and the pay-per-view and Mm. everything. Yeah. I don't know. It should be great, though. Oh, yeah. It should be a great match. Uh, Nick Corvello said, Forgot to mention,
2: I loved Miro's promo and Darby and Sting joining it in Miro's promo style like a meshing of worlds, and I actually really loved Kip's return last week. The sequence of box fake out reminded me of the beginning of The Killing
1: Joke sure sure yeah yeah i like that book i mean i've got the back cover of that book tattooed on me so shout out to me Mm, shout out to me shout out shout out to uh to my tattoo artist uh julie Mm. julie mccormick check her out niagara falls area of canada if you want a good tattoo
2: riot dr said all is fair in wrestling and romance love the w a r reference i agree uh, Stokely looks as if he's trying to be the new Bobby Heenan with the random assortment of talent he's acquiring. The Hathaway family. Could work. Could use more mic
1: time, though. The Heenan family had a lot better wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be mean, because like there are people that I'm interested in seeing. Like I'd like to see more out of Ethan Page. I'd like to see more for Lee Moriarty and, and such. And I don't know if Stokely's still with the baddies and Jade Cargill at this point. I haven't he seen really them hasn't really been together. You know? And I like them, but I mean... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
2: Uh, on Russell talk related Omega chats, Charles Berg said, so since I live in Brooklyn, New York, I won't be coming to the watch along on Saturday. It's okay guys. Don't cry. <laughs> Are ultra chats going to happen on the show? If so, I'm going to ask the crowd for a favor, which will be revealed Saturday. I promise it will be PG and fun.
1: You know, I'm terrified uh, now. Thanks Charles.
2: Ultra chats should be a thing. Uh, we're hoping we, we believe that we can make it work and yeah. yes, should be, still be a thing for, uh, for the show. Uh, but I believe that the people doing the live... Re- we're going to swap out who's doing live reactions, so there'll be two of us doing live reactions for one match, then we'll swap out and do another two people for live reactions for as we change matches and things. Um, and I believe that we're going to have a microphone that will go out to the crowd in attendance that will be separate to like the headsets that we're going to be mm. wearing for the live reactions. Because uh, we're basically going to be like wearing wrestling commentary headsets so we can pick up our voice and not the the wrestling because otherwise we'll get copyright striked and the video be taken down can't have that can't be having that so it might not work of requesting an ultra chat to do something for the crowd because i don't think we'd have a way to talk to the crowd with just our headsets unless the microphone is nearby i don't know how it's gonna work we'll have to see on the day whether it'll work or not but we'll figure it out mega he has been a member for seven months in a row thank Woo. you so much said uh, hooray i'm a seven month bingberg i can't wait to see all out live this weekend does that mean you're gonna be in attendance because if so good for you it's a good um, time yeah um sounds amazing james taylor said hey guys i don't know if you address this i know that per the rules your time of reviewing dynamite is up i hope they decide to keep you reviewing the show your love and enthusiasm for great professional wrestling has been a breath of fresh air you're right. Thanks, James. Ollie and Luke do suck. <laughs> Go tweet them <laughs> at Ollie Davis at This Is Luke Owen and tell them that they're rubbish. Don't actually. That's mean. Um, but yes, uh, we have really enjoyed reviewing uh, AEW Dynamite. It's been a blast. Uh, we've got one more show to do, and that is the All Out live reactions, which is happening this Sunday on this very channel. So subscribe and like if you haven't already. And we'll be back with more. We've got the Clash at the Castle watch party. We're still going to be doing Smackdown and Rampage on that same day as well. So loads of content. We've got podcast reviews of Clash at the Castle and of All Out on Sunday and Monday, respectively, as well. So just so much content. Subscribe and like if you haven't. Go click that link to help out Geology, who sponsored this video. Really do appreciate. Thank you. Thank you, Geology, for sponsoring this video, and thank you for watching. I've been Joe Cornell. This has been Tempest, your Jam That champion, and that was wrestling. Jam That Jam, LIW for life. Goodbye.